There isn't a one-size-fits-all marketing approach to selling real estate. And sure, there's best practices, but I think that you need to develop a strategy that's unique to your brand or your business and that highlights your superpower. So welcome to the Marketing Trench Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you find your superpower and exploring creative solutions to build a more visible brand that consistently delivers an exceptional customer experience. Whether you're selling real estate, loans, title, or escrow, doesn't matter. We've got you covered. Let's go. Welcome to the Marketing Trench. So Scott's not here. That's because Windows decided to run an update about 30 <laughs> seconds ago. Why would you do that? He's an Apple user. You you should know by now that you never run an Apple update. Oh, is that is that he's an Apple user? Yeah, like you oh, should know this. That's even funnier. Yeah, because he, he's not getting his computer back for an hour. No, like, and it says an hour, but really it's like four or five or six. You just leave that sucker on over the weekend. I bet he's like, oh, I'm just going to add Big Sur real quick. God. That's horrible. <laughs> so today we're going to mock Scott. Today we're going to talk about the journey into the unknown. And with the election, looks like Biden's going to win this thing. News broke this week that he's got a COVID response team that meets on Zoom or something, apparently. <laughs> awesome. And so their COVID response team, one, one guy on that team in particular made news for coming out and saying that they're looking at potentially doing a four to six week total national lockdown. Four to six week total national lockdown. So that's happening. COVID rates are spiking. Ricardo hasn't left his house. (laughs) What does it look like to business plan uh, was kind of the initial question I had. But I thought I'd make this a little bit more interesting for me because I'm really curious to know what Ricardo and when Scott, who apparently is logging on. Oh, sure. Yeah, what he says. What Ricardo and Scott and I are, are looking to do in terms of planning for 2021. There's just... This could go so many different directions. Let's just start here. First of all, Ricardo, are you, for yourself, are you laying out any kind of business plan for 2021? That was kind of the topic of discussion for us today as a team. So we meet every every Friday, we do like a little business huddle. We talk about our markets. We talk about what's working in our markets. And once a year, we do like this. We reflect on our year in review. So the kind of things we ask ourselves are, you know, what went well? What didn't go well? <laughs> I, I laugh because I'm like, well... You know, crap, a lot of things didn't go like the way any of us planned it. And I think this applies to realtors too. The questions we ask ourselves when we look at our, our productivity is, you know, what were... What were Late breaking news. <laughs> Dang it, you caught yeah. me. I was, I, was awesome. doing my, I was doing my I'm here dance. I didn't know you were going to send me in. <laughs> so stupid. From the back with the metal chair, Scott King <laughs> charges the ring. Gosh. Ricardo yeah. was just telling us uh, about his meeting today where they're talking about... I'm going to hand it back over. I just wanted to bring you in, Scott. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, no. So, you know, this is the time of year where everybody does their business planning and probably getting ads and or hit in a lot of different directions. I think some good business plans are... If you're part of the Tom Ferry Network, he obviously has his annual business plan. The one from Breakthrough Broker is a really good one. So if you go to BreakthroughBroker.com, they have a really good one. For me, what I was saying in our morning huddle, what we do is our our year in review is we kind of sit down and we ask ourselves a few questions. And the first one is, you know, what were my highest payoff activities? What were the things that produced the best results for us in our business? And then the opposite of that is what were my lowest payoff activities? Mm. So that, 
Yeah. Well, so that, you know, we can reflect and stop doing the the low payoff stuff and focus or double down on the high payoff activities. I think as an agent, you should really be asking yourself that of your business, of yourself in your business. One of the things that I've been trying to do is like creating an SOP, standard operating procedure for the different tasks or little things that I do. So every time I launch a webinar, I have to create a landing page for the webinar. I have to create a drip campaign for the webinar. I have to create an automation for the webinar. I have to set up like the little social proof widget that says, Dustin, just registered for your webinar or Scott, just re like all these little things. I, I know how to do it. I can do it pretty quickly, but it's still something that's a waste of time for me when I want to move on to other higher payoff activities. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I had an SOP for that process, then I can hand it off to a VA or I can hand it off to someone in Fiverr. So for realtors, it's the same thing, except, you know, what I experience is a lot of times realtors don't want to hand that stuff off because they think, well, they can't do it as well as I can. And I, and I think we've talked about this before. I think that's a bad thing, or I, I think, that's a, I think that, that's a horrible way to think about things. I think it's okay to let go and offload some stuff so that you can focus on those higher payoff activities. The other stuff we ask ourselves, you know, did we hit the level of activity and conversion numbers that we were looking for? If we didn't, why do we think that is? And then what sort of activities can can we start implementing in our business to try to drum up more business? So are you actually are you actually laying out a plan like I'm gonna do this on this day and this on that day, or are you just setting up sort of principles and practices? For me, I I kind of know my numbers. I, at least I think I know my numbers. But for me, like Fridays are my catch-up days. Fridays mm -hmm. are when I do the busy work and Fridays are when I schedule and create my landing pages, my follow-up sequences and all that sort of stuff. What I need to bake into my day is... So what used to take a lot of my time was following up with people because then I forget who to follow up with what we talked about. Now I have drip campaigns for the different products that we talk about. So I have a like a registration page on my website. I input the agent's name and information that I met with. And then I select a box. Did we talk about HomeBot? I check off HomeBot. Did we talk about LionDesk? I check off LionDesk. Did we talk about this? Whatever. What happens then is over the next three to four weeks, they're going to get a series of emails that are basically educating them and teaching them and onboarding them onto all of those different products that we talked about during our our discovery call or whatever. Mm. What I don't have is I don't have like a follow-up process in place. Like the last email in my HomeBot sequence says, hey, Scott, it's been a few weeks since you got signed up for HomeBot. By now, you should have uploaded your database and be in the regular swing of things. Can you take a second to click one of the links below? Let me know where you're at. So the first one is option A is, A, I need a little more time and, and some help. Or B, I've uploaded my database and everything's running smoothly. If somebody selects option A, I get an email that says, heads up, Ricardo, it looks like Scott's having a little bit of trouble with his HomeBot account. He needs a quick follow-up call. Yeah. But flip that around, like flip that script around to, to a real estate agent. You know, how many of us have a sort of process in place where we know who we're going to call today as opposed to just flying by the seat of our pants and staring at our phone thinking, you know, where am I going to drum up business? For me, it's I know how many appointments on average I do every month. For me, webinars are uh, kind of a lead source or a lead channel. So I know that I need to create this amount of activity in order to keep moving that sort of needle forward. 
Now, Ricardo, are you starting to have conversations with with agents and, and lenders? I don't know if you talk much with loan officers about kind of where their marketing ended up because of the COVID and all of the crazy 2020 stuff and what they're going to carry over, what they anticipate is going to still be a factor in 2021. I think a lot of the conversations I've had in the last month or two have been, you know, hey, I can't do door knocking. I can't really do open houses. That's what I used to do all the time. Mm -hmm. So what do I do to replace that as a channel? So some people want to do ads. And of course, we've, we've talked about that before. I don't think ads is a viable strategy, like in the sense that I think most people think is I run an ad, I get a listing. No. And that's not how it works at all. No, an ad is a viable strategy if you implement uh, your checklists and your post and right. speed execution and follow up and all of that stuff. Right. Yeah. So so I think you're going to be better off instead of doing that or, or approaching it that way. Like I think you would be better off. I think I interviewed an agent la- three weeks ago now, maybe. First year in the business, he closed 30 transactions, cold calling expired listings. Yeah. Excellent. Simple, like I have my script, I'm building rapport with these people. I understand that they're not upset at me. They're upset over because their house didn't sell. And it's it's not about me, but you know, it's about them. How can I build rapport with them, get them to open up, you know, nurture that relationship and convert them or close them? You know what I love about those stories? Cause I hear them all the time. Everybody knows that's how you can grow your business. But nobody does it. And you get somebody who's brand new in the business, they don't know that it doesn't work. (laughs) So they just go in and they do it and they just assume, oh, somebody said this is what I'm supposed to do. And they close 30 listings off of of expireds. I mean, seriously, how hard is that? I don't think there's a single agent out there that hasn't at one point learned how to call expireds and decided that it was hell week and I'm never doing that again. But then you've got this guy who closed 30 transactions in his first year, (laughs) nothing more than calling people that had a bad experience with their previous realtor. And, and, you know, he said, I forget what his story was, but he said something like, I had five or $6,000 in the bank, bro. I got to make this work or I'm done. Mm -hmm. And so his deadline, his deadline was like two months. I give myself two months because that's when I'm out of money. And guess what? And and guess what? Like, yeah. (laughs) But again, it wasn't, he didn't put $10,000 down on a big fancy website. And I think that's the question I get a lot. Hey, do you recommend Commissions Inc? Do you recommend Boomtown? If I buy this big shiny thing over here, like that's going to solve my problems. And, you know, no, it's not. He didn't throw money at Zillow. He didn't throw money at Google Ads, Facebook, none of that. He just literally cold calling expired. Let me lay a little bit of groundwork here, and hopefully you didn't already do this verbatim before I jumped on. <laughs> I think there's a couple of things that you're you're looking at moving forward, and I think there's a couple of approaches. There's what you can do that you've always done that works, even though there's COVID, because I, I would assume, I would, I would write your business plan assuming COVID's going to be around most of 2021. If it's not and everything opens up and everything's good, great. But be prepared to have physical communication and physical interaction challenges 
So there's the things that always work. I think direct mail works better than it ever has before. What I would love people to do is use direct mail to drive them to an online property so that you can have a conversation with them and so that you can track the the effectiveness of what you're doing. And I think most importantly right now, and this is where I'm going to be a broken record, there's a lot of stuff to talk about, about real estate and mortgages. We make a living in this industry by having conversations with people about those things, right? About mortgages or about real estate. And there's a lot of stuff that's happening. I mean, there's still almost 4 million people in forbearance that aren't making their mortgage payments right now that are going to have to start coming out of that first quarter of next year. So you're going to have a lot of people trying to deal with that and trying to figure out what their exit strategy is. That's something that people should be talking about. We most likely are going to have a new administration. And if that's the case, there's major chaos. There's a lot to talk about. And if you're just talking to your next door neighbor about this stuff and you're sharing all of your wisdom in your 15 years of insight in the industry on what I think this new administration means, you're shooting yourself in the foot. You need to be having those conversations someplace where people can find them. I think that's really, really important. Between essentially coronavirus and the new uh, administration, there's a ton of stuff to talk about out there. I I don't know if you guys have checked lately, but remember when we did the interview with Jeb? I think at the time when Jeb started in April, Jeb, he's one of our past episodes, Jeb Smith, he's with Caldwell Banker. He had about 300 followers on his YouTube channel. And I think we interviewed him, I think he had 1,800. I think he said he was doing like one video a week or or like two videos a month. He did two or three a week for the first couple of months, like in April, April, May, and June, I think. Now I think he's doing about one a week, maybe two a week. He's about 200 people shy of 10,000 followers. (laughs) He did a Facebook Live for what the Biden administration means to the housing market. No way. There were 6,500 people. No did that he did it yesterday it's less than 24 hours ago there's no. almost, so there's no easy button on here but there are the right things to do and, and just there is the effort required to do it see but just to be clear it's not like he's doing this big old production quality right no. like it's not it's he he's literally did, just camera record he actually did fork out the money for a really expensive camera so that it, it looks like the background is blurred and he's, <laughs> a, he's a little clearer but listen i love jeb he's a super super smart guy but there's nothing unique about him other than the fact that he overcame his fear and just went out there and started doing it yeah and, and just didn't care and just started doing it but I mean, listen, you, you gotta you gotta hustle. <laughs> you gotta hustle if it's call in expireds for your first year in the business and closing 30 deals, or if it's overcoming the fear of looking like an idiot on on camera like I'm doing right now. You you overcome that and you stick with it. I would say 2021 is going to be a really, really unique opportunity for anybody who's prepared for it. I think you are gonna and see COVID. It's not, it's not too late. It's definitely not too late. It's actually the exact perfect time. And pay attention to the new administration. When the new administration comes in, if it comes in, and it's most likely that it is, some of the things they're talking about is something that Bush did in, what was it, 08? 
when he did the first time homebuyer credit. Do you remember that? So the first time they came out with it and it was $8,000 and it had to be paid back, right? Mm -hmm. It was an $8,000 credit or something like that. And then they turned it into a tax credit. It's not free money, but if you buy a home, you get a dollar for dollar tax credit of up to $8,000. Well, Biden's talking about doing one for around $15,000. So if they start talking about giving incentives, especially start looking at focusing on creating more generational wealth for um, more diverse communities, minority communities, things like that, there's going to be really big pushes. If you listen to the narrative on the left and what's important to them, you can expect those things to show up in some of their policies. Our job is not to be political. You can throw shit up against the wall and, you know, punching bags if you want. But change creates chaos and chaos always creates opportunity because 90% of the people around you are going to be running around with their hair on fire complaining about everything that's wrong. So if you just keep your calm and look for the opportunity and start focusing on what you can do within that chaos, just that mindset alone, be excited about the fact that we have no idea what the hell is going to happen in 2021. We don't have any idea what's going to happen in the next 30 days, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, Dustin looks pensive. Dustin's still a little angry about the on right now. We'll <laughs> let him stew for a little bit. And that's fine. But as business people, you have to set our personal preferences and beliefs aside and look for the – there's always a silver lining. You know, there's always a silver lining to everything. You said a lot of really good things there, and there's a first time for everything. So well done, Scott. I've been trying. I've been working for a long time, man. Uh, but one of the things that stood out to me there in what you were saying is, A, you just got to put yourself out there because, like you said, the idea that you're going to be able to do the in-person thing is very likely going to be challenged heavily in 2021 like it was in 2020. And so you're going to have to put yourself out there. And virtually, is the virtual world is a great place to put yourself out there. Jeb's story is super inspiring because you're right. Like he he isn't some I don't want to be mean, but he's nobody. <laughs> and so and so is that kid whose first year it was. Yeah. He's not like this powerhouse videographer with amazing video skills. He's not. He's just your average guy. Who who thinks about the average world and is willing to talk about it and you know, yeah. maybe some things wrong sometimes and that sort of thing. I mean would you guys just agree that oftentimes the number one thing holding most people back from doing this is that they're too self-critical and they overthink it? thousand percent. I don't have an overthinking problem. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm laughing at one of the comments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't see the comments. You know, yeah. I don't know you, Victor. I'm sure you're a nice dude. But yeah, a lot of people are doing that, I'm sure. So this is what I've been talking to my sales team about too, is when I think about doing business planning for 2021, I'm not in the headspace of plan so much as I'm in the headspace of principles. In other words, I've got certain things I've decided that I'm going to be committed to and I, I care about. How I enact those on a day-to-day -day basis is going to change because, frankly, the world is going to change. If this Pfizer vaccine comes out and we all get vaccinated and the world opens up wide, well, then how I enact certain principles is going to change pretty dramatically versus if the vaccine does not get widely distributed. And so it doesn't meaningfully impact COVID in 2021 for us. And the Biden administration, which operates from a fear mentality. So we're going to be facing lockdown. If, you know, if we have these four to six week lockdowns, then, you know, the principle in application is going to look very different, right? 
But having the principles is huge. And I think one of the principles, Scott, you just drew out here is create content, right? This is your and my private conversation offline recently where you said, if you want to have inbound, you have to have a lot of outbound content creation. I remember in 2006 when I was running uh, social media, it wasn't even called that at the time. It was called New Media Conference. We were part oh, yeah. of the big Vegas trade show. And it, it was hard for us to wrap our head around the fact that podcasting was going to become a thing, right? Like it, it was like, oh no, but radio and we like we, we made it way overly sophisticated. Fast forward to today and podcasts getting sold for tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars. And, you know, it's all this stuff going on. It was hard for us to appreciate just how easy it was back in 2006. It's easy. And right now we're living through another one of those moments where putting yourself out there is easy. And look, you don't have to be PewDiePie. You don't have to be, you know, any one of these Uber fit. You don't have to be Joe Rogan. You don't have to be one of these Uber famous streamers because really you're just looking for a smaller audience. Like if, if you just get out there and create your content and develop that small audience, that 10,000 you know, person audience at some point is fantastic, but you're going to get leads even off of a much smaller audience than that. It's your friends who are paying attention and seeing you on Facebook, right? I've, I've had it just because of our, our podcast that the only person who listens is Ricardo's mom. Love you. <laughs> you know, and people are reaching out because they see us doing it, right? And they're like, hey, man, I got some questions about real estate. And I fed some of those leads, Scott, to you. And, you know, maybe I fed some of those leads to Ricardo by accident. I don't remember. But, you know, I mean, just, just doing this is so important. And you have this virtual tool available to you. Have that be a principle, right? Yeah. And, and YouTube is still free. Yeah. You know, I mean, you still have to, you can't buy a computer without a camera on it. The hmm. camera on your phone is probably the best camera you're ever going to have. So there's 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 something that's interesting that happens with that also once you get into it because there's no geographical boundaries necessarily on when you're doing YouTube. So if you if you want to talk about local stuff but Jeb has benefited in other ways as well just from and again I use his him as an example because I just see him as just a normal person, just like it, it, he doesn't have any extraordinary skill set that I would say, oh, well, you could never be Jeb because of, right. right? I think he's just a really smart guy. He knows his stuff and he's willing to do it, but he's also going to probably make fifteen or $20,000 from ads from Facebook this year. And, and anybody that hits him up <laughs> from anywhere else in the country is a referral fee to an agent somewhere else in the country. That's hey, ridiculous. you know what? I know somebody in North Virginia that can help you. Give me a second. <laughs> North yeah. Virginia realtor, right? So it's kind of funny because I'm actually working on a presentation right now that I'm doing for loan officers. And it's really about, it's about being cognitive of doing specific short-term activities that contribute to your long game. Yeah. And and that's what we're talking about. One of the examples that I gave is, you know, say you're a real estate agent and you had a tough transaction, right? Because that never happens, right? There's <laughs> never there's never bumps in the road. So, but but you overcome all those bumps yeah. because that's what we do. And then you go back to the office and you flip your chair around and you start telling the realtor in the cubicle next to you what kind of an epic realtor god you are that you were able to pull this thing from the depths of hell. Well, guess what? Nobody cares. That's another realtor. If you told that exact same story on a YouTube video, 
anybody who had anywhere near that problem. Now you're out there telling people. So what are you telling people? You're telling people, I solve problems. If you're wondering what kind of content to write, tell stories about closed transactions. It's that simple. You don't have to be genius. You don't have to be brilliant at it. The likelihood of somebody having the exact same experience is next to nothing, but you are presenting yourself as somebody who's a problem solver that no matter what challenges come up, you can overcome it. Then you're creating content and you're then you're building a library. You do that every time you have a transaction or every time you talk to a customer, instead of turning to the realtor next to you and talking to them about the thing you just accomplished or the thing you overcame or the great conversation you just had, flip on your camera, do it on YouTube and publish it. If that's the very least thing that you do, you should just at least start doing that. But you gotta get into that mindset. Not putting content is almost not an option in today's day and age. Yeah. And look, it's it's easier said than done for sure. I mean, you know, it's not I, easy. Yeah. Well, so I get all fired up listening to you talk about it, Scott. But <laughs> you know, I'm not creating content. I have all the res like I have everything I need to create the content. I actually have a studio in my office to create content. <laughs> like, but this I, is- I yeah, it is. Well, it's a mental block and it's also fear, right? It's it's the same fear of the unknown that a lot of us are facing going into 2021 in general, because it's like, you know, what happens if I, you know. Maybe I tell a story and then I offend somebody, right? I say the wrong thing or a client listens and they get all offended. What, if, what, if, what if they think I sound stupid? <laughs> right. And and you know what? The fact of the matter is it's going to happen. Also, I, I love, Scott, that what you've done is you've taught people just now to tap into the thing that they're naturally doing already. Yeah. Right? And that's a big thing. So I had a meeting this week with a, with a client of ours, a real estate agent. Really love him. Good dude. He said to me, hey, I'm thinking about creating a podcast. Now, Scott, you're gonna, you're not gonna like this. But <laughs> I said, don't do it. And he said, why? And I said, because you're not ready. You're doing too many things. You're trying to get too many things off the ground. And I don't see where you have flow to to make that work for you right now. That's not to say he should never do it. I think he should do it at some point in time. But what it is to say is if you're gonna go out and create content, then you should do it in the most natural way possible. And I think, Scott, what you're pointing to is if you were gonna have that conversation with your fellow realtor at the cubicle. Have it with the camera instead, right? With with my sales team, you know, if they're like, I've got an idea. And the idea starts with, first, I'm going to go learn how to do blah, 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 blah. It's like, mm, probably <laughs> that is not going to happen, right? Like if, 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 this, if the learning curve is too high, requires too much brain juice, people need that immediate satisfaction. They need that quick hit of a win. And they need, and then they need, like you know, the wins need to come quickly and easily at first. So set yourself up for success by talking about things that, that you're already talking about. Scott's looking super uncomfortable in his chair. Which <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm sitting on I'm sitting on this weird little stool thing. It's, it's a wobbly. Like a, it's a wobbly. Yeah, it's like a it's like a wobbly chair. No, I wanted to add something. <laughs> I wanted to add something to that, Dustin, because I think what we're doing right here is a really good example of this. We're creating this content because we were having these conversations amongst each other, yeah. and we thought, you know what, these are kind of high level conversations. These might be interesting to people. And if people hear this, you know, we might get introduced to people that we wouldn't have met or what have you, but we're not putting as much effort and energy into it as we should if we were like seriously trying to do this as a business, but it's not preventing us from still 
doing it and creating the content and getting better and getting more comfortable with it and working the bugs out, you know, and it's really hard to flip on a camera. So don't grab StreamYard, grab your lender and talk about that last transaction with them. If you're not comfortable talking to an individual, you don't have to get it right. All you got to do is just start doing it so you can figure out what you're comfortable with. But I mean, like even this thing here, we talk about this all the time. I don't know if anybody listens to this. And that's something that you need to do. You need to understand if you start creating content, do not expect feedback. You'll get feedback if you keep up doing the content and if you do a good job distributing it. But don't base your success on what kind of feedback you get. Because you, if you keep doing it and you earn people's trust, you will get feedback. And for every single piece of feedback you get, that represents an exponentially larger number of people that are benefiting from that. They just aren't speaking up. Yes, 100%. Yeah, you never know who's listening. I mean, I was at church this past weekend and this guy who is way outside of our industry and I would have never in a million years thought would pay attention to the podcast... He's like, hey, man, I listen to your podcast. You guys are actually pretty funny. <laughs> Can you say funny looking or uh, funny? <laughs> Who's the guy with, uh, with the overpriced hats on? I'm like, oh, you, know, you never know. You never know. No, it's amazing. You know? I, I think I've told the story. I closed my first loan off of my website after 18 months. Yeah. So it was almost two years before I made money off of my website. Today, it makes a lot of money and it has tens of thousands of people a month that come to it. But for the first two years, it was crickets. So I would say like laying down some principles based on what we talked about going into 2021. First of all, you know, don't hold yourself to some rigid plan because there's just too many unknowns. I mean, there's always challenges laying down plans and I tend to be plan skeptical. There's a previous episode where we talk about business plans and all that. And Ricardo and Scott and I kind of occupy different thought spaces on that. But in general... Plans are hard. And in specific, going into 2021, they're going to be very hard. But principles, some laying down some principles based on what I want to talk about. One is create content, right? Just, just set yourself up to create content. A second would be don't create unrealistic expectations for yourself. So if you're going to create the content, don't put yourself up to some ridiculous schedule you're never going to meet, right? And don't, you know, say, oh, I'm going to create the best content on this, you know, this aspect of the industry I don't know anything about, but I'm going to become an expert real fast. Like, no, you're not. Create the content around the stuff that you you already are talking about, the the, the stuff you would turn around and, and share with somebody at the at the chair. The the third thing would be going into this year, don't expect the world to just suddenly change, right? So if you're like, hey, you know, we're in lockdown mode, but we're going to be suddenly out of lockdown mode, that's a risky thing to base your plan on. Instead, base your plan on kind of how the world is right now, and just say, you know, leave room for change. But if you are dependent upon one major thing changing and that major thing doesn't change, then you're setting yourself up for failure, right? I would say maybe a fourth principle here would be to be the kind of person who is willing to take risks and fail, right? So even if even if you put yourself out there and you fail, all right, that's fine, you know, but you're going to learn and you're going to adapt and you're going to overcome or you're just going to fail. <laughs> well, it, I mean, I was having a conversation with somebody else about this actually this morning. Sometimes failure is the best thing you can do is learning what not to do. You're still developing the skill set. If the strategy didn't work, you know, then that's fine. If you fail at it, you at least got out there and you tried. There's one other piece of advice that I would give people with content because I see so many people kind of miss the boat on this is they feel like content is advertising. 
And there's two types of content that are out there. There are hired actors reading generic information about stuff. And then there are people trying to sell themselves. Do not sell yourself in content. Content is a conversation. Just exhibit yourself as an expert. Educate. Use content marketing to educate and empower consumers. Because when you do, if you met somebody at a bar or a restaurant or a line in the grocery store and you overheard them talking about real estate or a mortgage, would you just tap them on the shoulder and hand them a card and say, I've been in the business for 14 years? Or would you say, hey, I overheard your conversation and you know what? I'm in the business. I get that. I hear that a lot. And this is usually what I tell people. I, I, you know, I didn't mean to interrupt what you were doing, but that's a different way of approaching. And that's what content marketing is. Content marketing is you just going out there and showing people what you do. And then people are going to naturally be curious about who you are. Oh man, that person sounds like they know what they're talking about. Hey, can you help me? That's really important because I think like Ricardo said, people want to run ads. They want to advertise. You've got to make personal community. You got to make personal connections with people. We're still in the business that you have to make personal connections. And you can make personal connections with people just by not being salesy and pushy and just freely and selflessly sharing your expertise. I I forget what you and I were talking about the other day, Scott, but some people like to say, well, it's the quality of the lead. Whether it's good quality or bad quality, you still have to do the work of building a relationship with that person. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that as a... As an objection, it's a bad quality lead. No, you you still have to build a relationship with that person just the way you would with anybody that you met face-to-face, door knocking or cold calling. Well, the mortgage business, it's leads aren't loans. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's the thing. It's just, it's just not. It's, it's an opportunity to potentially engage in a conversation with somebody that presumably raised their hand and said, I want that conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we're going to give some advice on content creation, here's here's another couple. So one is, Keep your setup short and to the point. One of the things that drives me crazy on YouTube videos, especially, is when people are like, Hey, I'm going to talk to you about Facebook. Facebook was founded in 2000. <laughs> I know what Facebook is. I found their video, uh, figure out how to do a Facebook ad, you know? And they like give me the whole back history. And, and then Mark Zuckerberg had a fight. It's like nobody cares. <laughs> right? You know what? I'm awesome. Five minutes before you even begin to talk about the subject of your video, you did it wrong. And that's also somebody that's overthinking it. Do these videos, do these videos as though somebody just asked you a question and you flipped on the camera. Yeah, exactly. You don't say, you don't say, well, Dustin, it's funny that you ask that because, you know, real estate traditionally 70 years ago, you couldn't get 30 year fixed mortgages, but (laughs) whatever. And you start going into the history of real estate. No, I asked you a question. Right? Yeah. I want an answer. That's super smart. Don't overthink this stuff. Don't overthink this stuff and don't think that every single piece of content that you put out is the most important piece of content that you can put out. The very fact that you are making those calls on those expireds means you will end up with X number of 
closings at the end of the year. You don't know. It could have taken him 2,000 calls for his first one, and then it only took him 50 for the second one. You just mm-hmm. There's no easy buttons out there, but there's a ton of opportunity. There's a lot of chaos out there. There's a lot of opportunity. And quite frankly, we've had nine months to get our COVID game dialed, right? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, it, it's, it's, we've had nine months to do it. So, you know, keep focusing on those things that are working. Wait, short, short content is just fine. If Absolutely. you of your video and it was two and a half minutes long, you're probably a God. Like you shouldn't <laughs> look at the other way around, right? Because oftentimes when I'm looking up things, especially on YouTube, and I'm trying to figure out a specific answer to a specific type of question, and I pull up a 15 minute video, I'm like, oh, this sucks. Right. But if I pull up, I, I look for the video that's two and a half minutes because I'm like, this guy's going to get right to the point. They're going to answer my question. There's probably not going to be a lot of frills. You know, like, here's how you click on an icon. It's like, I know how to click on the icon, you know? Uh, and so you can do that in real estate, especially, right? There's, there's a million things you can talk about on the subject of real estate. But for example, if you're going to do a video on the market update in the city that you are farming, right? Or in the, in the neighborhood you're farming. You don't have to give the whole history and it doesn't have to be a 10 minute update. It can just be like, hey, market's really hot. Here's how many homes went up for sale last week. Here's how many homes actually went pending. And right now, this is the trend we're seeing. Here's probably why we're seeing this trend. And here's why we think the trend is going to continue. If you're thinking about buying, this is what should be on your mind. If you're thinking about selling, this is what should be on your mind. If you have any questions, I'm always happy to go into deeper detail with you. And by the way, that's what you want, right? Like you want someone who's like, okay, great. That checks the box. But then if they have questions, now they feel comfortable because you you had that very, like Scott, like you said, you had that relational tone, right? You got right to the point. And if I have questions, I now feel comfortable because you set the table for me to come in and say, hey, Dustin, that was, you know, I heard this video, but I'm still not quite understanding why are prices this high? Like, aren't they... Aren't they going to come down at some point? Like, don't they have to come down at some point? Wages aren't keeping up with prices, blah, 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 blah. Can you say more about that? And yeah, I'd be happy to because that's the kind of conversation that's going to drive me into a business relationship at the end of the day. I feel like there's people who will say, well, I don't know how to edit my videos. I want them to be good. There's literally services that you can purchase. I did a intro bumper for my videos. It cost me like 40 bucks, literally 40 bucks. You can go on Fiverr and find somebody to create a, a 10 second intro bumper for your videos for you for 40 bucks. And then there's services like uh, VidChops. So VidChops is a website where it's 325 a month. For 325 a month, they will edit one video a week. So four videos for the month. They'll, they'll go ahead and do the lower third titles and transitions and then any other elements that you want to edit into your videos. You get a dedicated video editor you have a 48-hour turnaround time and you can make up to three revisions. Think about that. You have a full production team at your disposal for $325 a month. That's that's that, awesome. That's crazy. Yeah. Right. Right. That's crazy. So, so so that's I mean, that's kind of my point. The videos don't have to be perfect, but even if you wanted to have them some semblance of 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 polished production quality, you can get it for less than 400 bucks a month. And by the way, I mean, editing videos and stuff is not that hard. There there are... So I did filmmaking. I studied film in college back in 2003. And when I was doing that, you had to spend over $1,000 for Adobe or for Final Cut if you wanted to have really good software, right? Like After Effects, Premiere, Audition, wow. the whole suite. Now, you can get 
you can get Adobe's suite of tools and you have like basic set for free. You can get, I'm trying to remember, it's like Overture or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. There's um, iMovie, there's Camtasia's pretty good. Sure. There's plenty and they're not hard to learn. You can watch YouTube videos on how to use them. <laughs> but I mean, you can cut stuff together really, really quickly. They're powerful tools. Don't get too wrapped up in you know checking out the features and thinking, do I need to spend the money? No, just do the free version. And if you need to spend the money, spend the money. But it's all there. It's all there. You're excuse making at this point. Yeah. And I would say that if you're still reluctant to be on video, the best training wheels that I can probably think of and the quickest, I guess, feedback that you could get is invest in something like a bomb bomb and start responding to questions from clients with a video. When you get the response and when you get the feedback, Dustin, I know you and Josh have worked together quite a bit. Have you ever seen any of his videos where he goes through the loan with people? Did he do that for you? He often does that. When he gets the loan, he'll go, he'll do a short video and he'll walk through, here's the different options, here's what we did, and he sent it. The response to that kind of thing is insane. First of all, the single best place you can ever go for ideas for content is the sent folder in your email box. Every single question every client has ever asked you is a piece of content. So start doing that. If somebody asks you a question, flip on BombBomb, record the answer. I hope this helps. Start working on your chops. You're going to start getting people saying, oh my God, nobody's ever sent me a video that was absolutely the coolest thing I've ever seen. You're a rock star. And then that's going to help build up your confidence and then it's not going to be scary. And then you can start purposely going out there and recording stuff. But I just think it's so important. It's a skill set that you have to learn. I think you just have to learn it in this day and age. Going into 2021, people are going to have more questions than they have answers. And they're going to turn to YouTube. They're going to turn to the internet to find answers to those questions. They're not going to want a long, drawn-out process. Because the other thing that's true, if 2020 has taught us anything, it's that people are tired. They're tired. They're tired of having to do a ton of work to find out the truth. They're tired of having to sort out fact from fiction. They're just tired of a lot of things. They're tired of being locked up and having no communication with people. And so what people want is they want the, the closest thing they can get to that human experience. And they want the ability to find out what they need to know quickly because they need to make decisions quickly because yeah. everything feels urgent right now. And so going into 2021, business plans, fine. They can be helpful, but they got to be adaptive. And I think one of the things you absolutely have to include in your 2021 business plan is content creation. And by the way, I'm, pre- I'm preaching to myself right now because I need to do way more content creation than I've been doing. And so, like, don't hear this as a lecture. Like, you suck. I'm awesome. This is, <laughs> this is like, hey, here's one of the things to aspire to in 2021. You know, look at suites of tools that help you to uh, develop those relationships further once you've created that content. Don't worry about what you're going to choose right now, but just kind of be aware of them. And plenty of our past episodes, we go over a whole bunch of different kinds of tools from bomb bomb to like different tools you can use once you actually have a listing to, to put together 3D tours and videos and all that kind of stuff, right? Box Brownie. There's just we have the whole episode of Ricardo's favorite things that we did earlier this year that's live. So you know go check all of that stuff out so that you can you know you get a snapshot of, of what's possible. Anything else you guys want to you know think that people should think about going into 2021? Interest rates are going to remain low. 
be excited. It's going to be a good year. Your refinances are going to dry up at some point in 2021. Purchases. It was funny. I saw an ad and you just look at clickbait. I saw an article that said purchase volume down and it said it was down 3% from last month and up 16% from last year. And I'm like, what kind of idiot is writing those headlines? You know, what the hell are you talking about? This is still a good real estate market. You should be excited. A lot of your competition is still in panic mode. If you can center yourself, find the opportunities, rates are going to stay low, people are going to be motivated to buy, and uh, it's going to be a really, really good market for our industry in 2021. So I think you should be excited about it. You might have to work a little harder, be a little smarter, but I think in terms of just what's on the horizon, it's going to be a good market for those of us in mortgage and real estate. What do you think, Ricardo? Echo what you guys said. It's create con- focus on creating some content. It's it doesn't have to be you know pick a channel that's comfortable for you. It can be uh, videos. It can be having a website like a good hyper local website with some unique content. And listen, if you're if you're somebody who's in a flyover state. There's so many people trying to get out of the big cities right now. They want to know what the suburbs look like. If you're not out there walking your suburbs or walking your neighborhoods, this is what it looks like in this neighborhood outside of Chicago. There's a lot of unique things at play right now. I'm just, I'm saying there's going to be a lot of activity. What you just said (laughs) could be a whole nother episode. But one of my good friends is the owner of Idaho Wild. And what he has been doing is telling the story of the Boise Basin to Californians who are ready to to move to a place where they have, in his words, freedom, right? You you mean like all of them? (laughs) All Californians? He has been killing it. I mean, just absolutely killing it. He's getting leads hand over fist. A lot of people, like you said, Scott, are looking for a place to, to move especially if they're in a really locked down state. And this isn't, I don't mean this to be a commentary on pandemic response, but it kind of is. People are looking for something different if they can get it. Tell the story of why your area is the place to live and the place to be. And don't just tell it from like the salesy, hey, welcome to Mission Viejo, California, right? <laughs> yeah. Why do you love it? Like, what do you, what do, you do in, in your home, in your home city, in your home, you know, county? Like what... What, what are you fond of? When people show up and, and you want to excite them about where you live, where do you take them and why, right? The three um, best things to do with kids under 12 years old in Lake Forest. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. That kind of, yeah. Just just start just start doing it. Just start creating it. Yep. 2021 is a year, like I said, people are going to be looking for, they're going to be looking. They're, they're going to be looking for answers. They're going to look to discover a lot of people are shaking up their paradigms. They're, 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 the game is changing for them. So, so be somebody to help them, you know, discover that that kind of new thing. And I think, you know, you go in with those kind of principles in mind, with the, with, the, with those kind of strategies in mind. And regardless of what happens, regardless of how the Biden administration reacts, regardless of what uh, vaccines become available or don't become available, regardless mm-hmm. of what lockdown stuff happens, like you were going to find that you were going to be able to to just really adapt to to the big changes coming. That's that's what I think. 
It's a good place to wrap up too. We're, we're basically at an hour. If you want to listen to more podcasts, go to realdisrupt.com to listen to those podcasts over there. And we've referenced a lot of our previous episodes. You can find those at the Marketing Trenches website, which is marketingtrench.fm. And you can also find them on our YouTube page. If you can find our YouTube page, it's a bit of a challenge. But okay. <laughs> Find us on Facebook as well and on any of your favorite podcast players. All of our episodes are there. Check it out and let us know what you think. Until next time, this has been The Marketing Trench. Yeah.